Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I'm honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. So we are June 17th, 2020, and we are day three of United Fresh Live. That's right. If you've made it to day three, we commend you because this has been a virtual event that is actually pretty exhausting for the mind. A lot of information is being thrown at us and a lot of good connections are being made. I mean, and I'm speaking from personal experience, as again, I always say, I talk from the heart, right? So, Let's look at this. Today, we're going to go over a little bit of housekeeping, what's been going on. We're also, when you stay tuned, we're going to talk about some of the numbers provided by United Fresh on who has been on the platform. And have you been getting your badges? Have you been participating in activities? What have you been doing to take the time away of being online through United Fresh Live? Now, I know my message box, my inbox, and my uh, V cards are starting to get filled up. What about yours? Um, that's one thing that I keep wanting to talk about is, you know, are you getting the connections that are needed? Um, what are you doing? You know, how are you doing it? So a lot of these are able to be done in person, but how are we able to do this online? Because I have noticed that it seems like today there have been a lack of messages from a lot of booths. Um, I have stopped by many booths I haven't in the previous days, and some I'm getting reached out to, and some I'm not, which again, I understand, maybe they don't want to talk. Me, I'm trying to figure out the connection, the virtual reality connection in this live platform. And again, which is fine, there's always not going to be that connection, just like if there was uh, at the show, right, in person. But I thought it was pretty cool because this morning I was on, and in some of the chat rooms, there was over 171 participants. And as of this morning, I saw up to 1,700 people that were online, not including the exhibitors. So, you know, it was pretty cool looking through the list of attendees. Now, I really do wish there were other ways that you could see things like titles and videos uh, without having to request because you can tell a lot of people didn't update their profile. Uh, They might not put their title. Now, they might have put their company name, but maybe just put their initials for their name. So, you know, I was told by... Uh, a colleague of mine, you know, when you're on a Zoom call, show your video. You know, regardless, it's okay. We're all human. We, we, we need human-to-human interaction, and the way we get it is through Zoom. We don't want to read your name. Pull up that video. Get a little bit more interac- interactive. Again, you're at home. Have your glass of water. Have, your, have a snack. Whatever you need to do to feel comfortable, but be more involved with the activities. And I hope I can get people to be more involved because I would like to see more faces on some of these calls as well. Now, things I keep noticing too is we were in a live session. I'm getting a lot of comments as, can we connect next week? Um, Let's connect after the show. I'm totally awesome with that as well. Totally fantastic and appreciate all the connections outside of it. Okay, so what are we going to do after this week? Well, this platform is going to be open for seven months, so maybe it's okay. So maybe I'll have to have a little patience there and say next week's pretty fine. But with the live conference, I just figured Let's connect today. And we're going to hear from a few exhibitors and attendees today coming up on the show, which I think you're going to appreciate. So we're going to go through coffee talk. 
we're gonna go through a couple of the workshops um, the organics general session was today some of the workshops were the retail partners perspective um, there was the farmers to families box program um, there was a lot of things going on this morning heck there was the Pelton uh, the biking I logged on to just check that out you had to go to, through another app to get on there I declined to do that um, but there was a lot that went on today and a lot that will be coming up so before we get into coffee talk Let's hear from Dr. Raj Sharma, the Director of Customer Development of Fresh Produce of Bellmark, Inc. Dr. Raj, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you very much, Patrick. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, pleasure to e meet you as well. It seems that's the new norm in COVID-19 and virtual showcases, right? It sure does, yeah. And uh, the, the United Fresh show itself is going very well as, as far as I know. Yeah, so is this your first virtual showcase that you've attended of this magnitude? Yes, definitely, because we always have been going to a physical uh, show in California or wherever it happens, but this is definitely the very first large virtual show. Um, and uh, I would say I was nervous before it was beginning. And even on the day one, I was a little bit nervous, but now I'm feeling like a pro and I'm really liking it. Oh, I love hearing that. So Dr. Raj, uh, give us just a brief description of yourself and your company so our listeners know. Okay, well, you know, I have been in the food industry for about 30 years. Out of that, last four years have been specifically focused on the fresh produce industry. I worked in California for a fresh produce company where I learned the tricks and uh, the science of produce. I'm a PhD, so I understand science and engineering much quickly. And after that, uh, being from Chicago, I wanted to come back to Chicago area. So Bellmark Inc, a very family owned company, very humble company uh, uh, was kind enough to, uh, uh, they were also strategically looking to grow into fresh produce. And with my background, it kind of worked out very well. So that's who I am. And uh, I have the passion to uh, work with uh, all fresh produce growers and packers and educate them about the science that we are applying to uh, really help them out with extending shelf life and uh, uh, changing the way they think. I love it. I love it. I mean, I see technology more and more coming into the ag world. Now, are you just an attendee? Or you actually have a booth or exhibitor or a sponsor? No, we are an exhibitor now. We, we, we always would want to exhibit all, all the time. And this time is uh, definitely virtual booth. Uh, but yeah, we are definitely exhibitor and uh, um, uh, enjoying the show, meeting other people, other exhibitors too. All right, so let's talk real then. How do you yep. like the virtual showcase so far? I mean, what's your favorite thing going on with United Fresh Live right now? You know what, I would really be honest with you. I told you before the show was coming up, I was nervous whether our booth would look the way we wanted it to look or not, uh, but it came out good. And then uh, first day, I didn't feel like the real feel about it, the way you feel in a person-to-person a -person connection at a real show, but second day and today, third day, I'm really loving it. Actually, the, what I like about it is is the ease of uh, navigating through booth to booth to booth. You can go choose a booth either focused on a fresh produce, like they say, fresh, fresh, fresh produce. And then the second option where you can look into the technology, the supporting equipment company, processing companies, and companies like us, where we are uh, as a packaging provider with our technology. So very, very nicely done job by United Fresh. They also train very well all the exhibitors through different weekly calls and webinars. And uh, they really make uh, us comfortable uh, being in this part of the world, like being a virtual. 
So a well-organized, well-planned, uh, a very good uh, software that they, have, they are using behind the scene, uh, ease of connecting with people, like just uh, you drop a note and somebody can personally uh, reach out to you via sending an email or sending a V card or texting you, just like you and I connected. So, you know, uh, all the parts of the show are very unique and it feels so easy to connect and it's so comfortable because you are not walking 100, like 10, 15 miles. You're just doing everything sitting on your chair or your or whatever you're doing uh, and gives you the flexibility of still doing my job, uh, still doing my phone calls and meetings while also enjoying this uh, show through virtual browsing and uh, connecting with people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, at a level, the virtual level, and if you listen to yesterday's podcast or the day before, I said it was like a really amped up version of like American Online. If you remember American Online, it yes. was very simple. You it logged does. on, you had a chat room, you had a profile. It wasn't, and I said this earlier, it wasn't the Facebook, the Instagram, the Snapchat. It was something of its time. And this platform is like an amped up version on it. And I said it because it's like, I got an email that said, you've got mail, right? It made me think of the movie, you've got mail. And I said that in the other, other days as well. Um, yeah. But I think it's a, definitely a leaping point to the future. Now we're going to have to start getting better, start introducing our produce industry to technology more so we can create better platforms for the future, right? So yeah, I agree with that. And I believe also, I mean, I mean lots of big and nice companies uh, talking about their produce and everything, but I think we need to, bring technology in every part of the produce industry, not just doing the show, but as people think of their commodities. I believe personally with what Belmark is doing and what we are doing, that through technology, a produce can be converted into a premium, a premium item rather than calling it a commodity. You can premiumize it using the technology, whether it is in a good packaging, good processing, you are adding value to your produce and rather than calling it a commodity, you can bring it to a higher level, call it premium and demand more premium, more premium and improve your bottom line for everyone. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I think that was a great opportunity to let the industry know and our listeners know. So if you haven't heard about Bellmark, you need to go check out their booth. You need to go check it out, send them a message. Remember, go download any of their documents, check out what they have, check out their about us, but realistically, connect with Dr. Raj and connect with the team over there so they can get you more identified and amped up in this virtual world on technology and what they have going on. So Dr. Raj, I really appreciate you jumping on the show or my show during United Fresh Live today. I appreciate that, Patrick, and you enjoy the show and all the success to you and your company and to all fellow exhibitors and fellow attendees. Did you know that National Onion Day is June 27, 2020? Let's hear from one of our sponsors, Shay Myers with Hawaii Produce. Hey guys, Shay with the YT coming to you from our California operations here in Los Banos, California. And you did you know that June 27th is National Onion Day? That's right. June the 27th is the day of the onion. So, what can I tell you about onions that you maybe don't know? Well, the trick that I'm going to tell you for the summer, don't tell everyone because I'll get in trouble, is every yellow onion in the summertime is a sweet onion. Save yourself some money. Go get those onions, chop them up, eat them raw, and enjoy your sweet onion. Enjoy National Onion Day, and take care. We'll see you. 
And now back to the Produce Industry Podcast. Well, it was great to hear from Dr. Raj Sharma, the Director of Customer Development of Fresh Produce of Bellmark, Inc., as well as our sponsor, Owyhee Produce. That was Shay Meyer talking about National Onion Day. So let's get back to it. As the 10 o'clock bell hit for United Fresh Live Day 3, I jumped into Coffee Talk, Farmers to Families Talk. You know, they were given a pretty big update about the $3 billion deal uh, they went through. Now, I kind of got some more information about how it was addressed, how the Treasury Department goes through addressing food security, uh, the marketing services within the USDA, how all the administration deals work. I mean, it was a pretty good format to listen to how um, these companies or the USDA helps companies procure, pack, and deliver um, fresh commodities, all boxes, everything. We're not just talking about just the farmers and families deal, but the overall uh, knowledge that they were giving. But let's look into that real quick. The farmers to families deal. I talked about this on previous podcasts called Fruitful or Fearful. Um, Is it going to be crazy or not, right? And a lot of things happen. The first round of fresh produce got $461 million out of the $1.2 billion that was awarded. Now, the timeline was very crazy. Started April 24th with RFPs, due May 1st to the government. May 8th was the awards. May 15th was uh, delivery to the first nonprofits. And June 15th, um, the current contracts gave details on the next round for July 1, right? And then to be determined on when round two actually starts, uh, with roughly about $2 billion left in the pot to give to uh, uh, growers and farmers and networks uh, through our ag community. So one of the other things is, 16 million boxes have been delivered to nonprofits and people in need since May 15th, 2020. I mean, let's give a round of applause to the industry on what we've done as a collective group. I understand there might be people that got this deal that shouldn't have, but guess what? We have people that are being fed around America, and at this point, that's what matters. And even in the talk, they said yes. We reached out enough to where they heard us. And when I mean us, there was a lot of people. Uh, one of my buddies, Brent Aaronwort at Brothers Produce, was a huge advocate trying to get this. Um, there was a lot of other people that reached out and wrote letters to their congressmen, their senators, um, congresswomen about what we need to get help. So they heard us. And you know what? It's time for us to see what they do next on these next go-rounds to how we can help them too. Remember, it goes both ways, right? So the execution of delivery of the food, we heard from people such as Four Earth Farms. We heard from think guys like DNO and other people um, like CDS Distributing that had this box program that talked about you know how difficult it was to get started. It, it was a very chaotic process. You know, an 83-page uh, you know uh, what ad I was going to say, an 83-page application. Um, crazy. It took a lot of time, you know, so uh, there was a lot of people involved in this, um, how it's going on, what's happening. Heck, we talked about Ben Holtz being uh, removed from the contract, but where did that $40 million go? Was it redistributed? So there was a lot of cool things that we talked about and the farmers and families talk. I met a lot of new people, um, realized there was a lot of good people that got this bid too. There was farmers on the call. There was growers. There was wholesalers. There was distributors. Um, there were subcontractors. Um, there was USDA agencies. So it was really fantastic to learn about that. 
and they also said that there's going to be an education process on this. Um, we're going to talk about how to fill out these ads, and I think United Fresh is hopefully going to lead that effort, or maybe someone else will, but there's got to be an outreach, someone to lead the RFPs to help our industry be able to get these bids over other industries. Um, and you know what? I, I think it's true. I think we need to be doing that. I actually spent an entire hour in that Farmers to Families uh, coffee talk this morning uh, because I thought it was so interesting. Now, I did miss some of the other sessions, which I was a little upset with because I've also been involved in fresh cut processing. So I wanted to see some of the things like fresh cut processing, the future of that, um, the audits, why do we bother? Well, of course we need the audits. Um, these are things I wanted to see. And there were also uh, other things, other conferences put on by the universities that were paid for that if you uh, checked out the Eventbrite and logged in or paid for that, you were able to get those. But there was continuary culinary focus, right? Um, market disruptions, how decentralized CEA supply chains add value, um, lessons learned from other industries. There was a lot of things that were going on today that moved into the day. And, you know, I, I took coffee talk pretty seriously this morning with the farmers and families talk. And I do think there, there should be or will be an extension of this, hopefully in the future beyond COVID, because uh, we're feeding a lot of people out there. Um, and then, you know, it came to 11 o'clock and workshops were getting ready to start. You know, how retailers approach international sourcing was a really cool one that I went in on. There were discussions of weather, technological advances, globalization, you know, really how retailers approach international sourcing. You know, in the beginning, USA was the only thought. It was said, you know, they only thought about sourcing from the U.S., and now that we've moved in this global economy, uh, businesses are operating differently. Um, now that we have international departments, we have cross-communication, uh, different cultures, you know, right? We're developing direct programs with shippers, and there's a full understanding now of where the produce is coming from. Now, some of these retailers did say they use brokers to find the fruit for them. That's totally okay because some of these large corporations might not be able to do all the groundwork like some of the brokers and middlemen of the industry are able to do. Some of the indemnity clauses and product liabilities that are having to be signed. And trust me, if you're in the fresh produce industry, you know about some of these and how much insurance can cost. So trust me, I get it. But they also said quality is the top of the line here. You know, that's what they're looking for. Quality as surety of supply. Other things they look at is labor relations and adequate resources. So you got to make sure that you have water to your well. You have water to produce uh, for your farm so we're able to provide for these different retailers. And that's what they were talking about today. So it was really interesting to hear from some of the buyers of the industry. Uh, I believe the Costco buyer was on there as well. It was pretty cool to hear from Costco. Um, and then jumping in, I tried to jump into the retail partner's perspective on value um, that said it was today, but I, it, when I clicked on it, it said it's tomorrow, June 18th, 2020. So I think some of those got a little uh, skewed, but you know, some of the things that you know I also saw today were lessons learned from other industries. Did you jump in on that one? That one was pretty good. You know, how to define an essential worker working with other places that we've never worked with before. Um, you mean I heard a story that they were talking about with curfews and how um, how they couldn't work. There was people in companies getting detained by police when they were out delivering. I mean, how can you get detained by law enforcement when you're working? But guess what? COVID put restrictions in in certain areas. The government put restrictions in. So having to pivot 
and learn from these infrastructures is going to be detrimental to your success and how you succeed. So lessons learned from other industries was pretty cool today. And it's always good to hear from other people in our industry. We have to. So it was cool. We heard from uh, Littman Family Farms. Uh, we heard from the National Milk Producers. Uh, we heard from grocery manufacturers and the North American Meat Institute because everybody's in this together when it comes to the food supply chain. It's not just one industry. All industries can be affected, right? So those two really took up a lot of my time today. And I will go back and review the other sessions as they are on demand. Um, and now we are leading into the organic general session. It has been still going through the lobby, going through the booths, reacting to messages. Um, how's your day going? So let's hear from Michelle Kingsbury, VP of Sales of CCT Shipping Frames. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the show today. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Hey, in this e-virtual world we're in, um, this is how the new meetings are going and how things are taking place. It was cool that we were in a breakout session um, yesterday, and we tried to connect yesterday, but I I'm not going to lie. I was so overwhelmed yesterday with just all projects, including normal day-to-day -day work. I missed your email, but I'm really glad we connected today. Yeah, me too. It was good talking earlier. So... Michelle, we connected earlier. You're from CCT Shipping Frames. You were the VP of sales. But realistically, can we give a brief overview of yourself and the company so our listeners know who you are? Sure. I, um, my, I started out my, my career in packaging, so I very much understand what the produce, how produce people pack and ship their products. But the packaging industry changed quite a bit, and now I'm selling shipping frames, which are a two-tiered adjustable shipping frame that allows you to maximize your shipping containers, either rail, truck, or ocean, by double stacking odd-sized, high-valued, and fragile items damage-free. Um, additional benefits include a reduction in material handling, dunnage, and carbon while reducing transportation costs. And you use as many as you need to meet your, your weight, and the savings have been substantial when loads are in the 26,000 pounds or less. These are also, they're also adjustable. So when your packaging changes, your frame can be adjusted to take, and take the most advantage of it. So what type of products are we talking about? I, I think I'm in my head, right? I'm like onions, pumpkins. Am I on the right track here? Um, yeah, that, that works well. Um, I know that most of the produce that I've seen worked on in the past have, you know, they use some pretty tough boxes so you can stack pretty high, but bag, bag vegetables, you know, typically don't stack too well. So in my mind, that could be a could be a benefit, or maybe some lettuces that are not packed in a good box. Yeah, I'm basically, point. basically cruising the show to see if I can figure out who the best step, where the best application is. Well, it looks like a little research and development is going on too within your organization. What I think is good during COVID-19 in the era we're in, because I think a lot of different companies are pivoting and I think this could be a perfect time for you as well. So beyond that though, how is this virtual showcase going for you as an attendee? Well, I'm enjoying the show because you can cover a lot of ground while going through the virtual booths and I like the networking aspect and being able to go back and listen to the presentations that I've missed. And it seems like it's a big success and I think could become the wave of the future, which I see as a double-edged sword. You know, COVID's caused many big shows to cancel and that on top of everything else is going to have a negative effect on where I live is Chicago. We do a lot of trade shows here. 
And, you know, I'm seeing job losses and hotels and restaurants losing businesses. Um, and it's also easy to get distracted while sitting in front of your computer. And I miss that coveted booklet you would get at the show, which would describe the person's job and give contact info. And while the online access is great here, while we're online at the show, how do we get in touch with these people, say, next week when the show's over? Yeah, I agree. We talked about that as well. And even though that the platform's open for seven months, um, there's no way to go in and download. Like, if you go in there, you and I went through like a little, uh, I would say, um, research and development, right? We were trying to research the, the, the page to get the, uh, what was the, the product would be everybody's names. So we got to that page where we saw everybody online, but we couldn't export all that data. You had to send everybody a message to get their information. And like you just said, if you're at the real showcase, everybody's business cards are there. Um, there's pamphlets that have all the information of who's exhibiting, what their emails are, you know, all, all the different ads that you see. So I agree. There's a little downfall to it, right? I think there could be always feedback and opinions, right? And I think that as uh, we get better, not we as in uh, United Fresh, but the industry gets better in technology and moving forward. Let's see how this thing amps up. So um, what is your favorite thing though? What have you seen? What's your favorite or least favorite thing so far? Um, I like really like going back and looking at all the different presentations because you can't be everywhere at once. And I think, think that makes, you know, you pick up more value, valued uh, insights. Um, and so I would have to say that that's my favorite thing. And the least favorite thing would, again, be not being able to figure out who the right person is to talk to. Yeah, isn't that funny? Just in casual conversation is those were, we talked about the favorite and least. Um, but I do agree with you that going back and seeing the presentations, uh, I do like that because I was stuck on one today and I did not, uh, I was not able to get to the other coffee talks or every workshop today. And uh, so I do agree that I'm able to go back and check those out. And you say they're going to be uh, available for seven months? Yeah, this platform is going to be up for seven months, according to what I've heard from United Fresh. Well, that's cool. I also like the fact that, you know, I used to walk past the, the United Fresh show a lot of times in Chicago. I don't remember if it was held the same time the PAC Expo was, but you couldn't go into the United Fresh unless you were a member. And so this is my first time attending the show and I'm able to come in for free. You are right. I mean, I haven't been to United Fresh in the last two years. And when this came, I was like, I got to check this out. But it, I, it's curious. I wonder how much United Fresh is absorbing. Another conversation off the air probably. But before we let you go, um, what kind of opportunities are out there? What kind of opportunities can you provide um, from CCT Shipping Frames to our listeners? Well, we're not an all or nothing solution for companies, but we like to have the tough lanes where you've got a problem of damaged product or not being able to fill a truck. And if you can have a conversation with me, I know I can save you money on transportation costs because they say that after COVID's over and business returns to normal, capacity is going to be an issue again. Capacity normally is always an issue too. So you heard it direct from Michelle Kingsbury, the VV of sales at CTT Shipping Frames. And Michelle, we appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks, Patrick. Have a great show. I look forward to listening to the podcast. Thank you so much.
Well, it was great to talk to Michelle and learn more about CCT shipping frames. And, you know, it's interesting because we're learning a lot about everybody during this virtual reality session, right, during COVID-19. So it's 12 o'clock. We've hit the organic general session. Now, we had everybody from the co-founder and executive vice president of OPN, uh, Tanya Antle, Jerry Callahan, who's the group vice president of Albertsons. Um, We had a lot of people on here. So we had a lot of good groups that were talking about organic say and talking about change in our industry and how much time is being uh, used or wasted on certain products or procedures and production. And one of the companies said uh, before COVID-19 that one of their employees worked remote, was remote. And within two days, 150 employees became remote. Change is a good thing. You could tell in his voice, he wasn't worried about it. They changed, they adapted, they pivoted, and they made things work. Now, again, I talk about human-to-human interaction. I think it's a very big thing. Um, but again, these are things that even you adapt and work with. These changes will happen, and there won't be disruptions. Um, things they did talk about, though, they needed better contingency plans for our industry uh, within procurement and distribution. You know, they're always, they had focus for labor disruptions, but they've never seen a supply disruption as big as they did. So this was definitely interesting for the organics team, and it was cool to join the organics session today and learn more about what is happening in the organics world. So as I kept scrolling down through the lobby of the United Fresh Live, you might have seen me today because I was posting, have you seen the live coverage of United Fresh Live on the Produce Industry Podcast in your chat? And if you haven't gotten yet, I might not have gotten to your booth. Well, let's hear from Martha Montoya, the CEO of Ag Tools, who I stopped by her booth and one of her sales executives reached out immediately and wanted to chat on the podcast. So let's get Martha on the line. Hi, Martha. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I'm excited. You know, it's funny because I keep saying show. I should start saying welcome to the line or welcome to the podcast because we're not really a show, but you know, it kind of is, right? (laughs) It's a show. These days you can say anything you want. Remember, after C19, everything starts from scratch. Yeah. And start ugly, right? (laughs) That's the Mm -hmm. best thing you can say. Start start a challenging. So we met ver, uh, via the platform, United Fresh Live, um, but we met through one of your sales executives. And that's what's so cool about this is that it's just like walking through the show, right? You know, you meet someone, hey, who are you looking for? Oh, you got to meet uh, Martha, our CEO. And that's kind of how it worked today is how I saw it. Uh, Paola mm-hmm. reached out to me as we started talking because I went to your booth today. And then we talked about the podcast and she was like, oh, let me check with Martha. And boom, here we are just a couple hours later. So yes, um, that, I think that's awesome. It's really fun. The fact that you can react faster than when you do it. And the, the other way you have to run around the whole hallway to find somebody to bring them somewhere here is like in seconds. Yeah. And I'm going to be real. I've had my shoes off the entire day. <laughs> let's be real the entire week they did a they did a poll yesterday and one of the breakouts was like who's wearing shoes i'm like not me <laughs> there you go they asked also today in one of the polls the same thing i'm like okay <laughs> tell us the truth yeah i mean it, it's true so listen if, if if our listeners need to know who actuals is can you give us a brief description of yourself and the company so our listeners know who you are 
Um, yeah, we're just a, we're like a SaaS product, a platform um, that has uh, intelligence worldwide supply intelligence, meaning market across the world. It's like the we're called the Bloomberg or the rulers of the fruits and vegetables across the world. Not that's a pretty good comparison. You're the Bloomberg. Straight out, straight the, out. The Bloomberg of the, this fresh produce industry. I mean, I haven't heard that comparison before. There you go. I I, I, I was compared a couple of times, and now it's like a standard thing across uh, several uh, investment worlds because I had a hard time explaining that we're not in the farm, we're not in the consumer, and then pretty soon it's the Bloomberg or the rulers of the industry. So we, we just bring in 67 uh, variables that impact at any time one truckload moving from point A to point B, and there are 67 variables that will impact that truck. Wow, that's fantastic. I love your confidence, though. I'm going to be real with you. As a woman leader that you are, I love and feel your confidence through the speakers and the mic. So first of all, kudos to you because I love that how you compare yourself and what you're doing within your business. So again, kudos to you, Martha, for sure. Thank you. So let's talk about this virtual showcase. Mm -hmm. how, how is it for you? How's the virtual showcase going on for you as an exhibitor? I, would, I was thinking about that question before I got online and I said, the one thing we're blessed is we have the Paolas of the world. We have four young people <laughs> helping the baby boomers of, his, of us how to navigate this because that, if we wouldn't have had them, it would have been much harder. And I heard that through the grapevines that you need the young people to help you understand this whole tool. So it's great, but make sure you have a couple of young people to help you uh, navigate at the beginning of the show. You know, you're speaking, uh, you know, my, my language. Um, Martha, if you don't know, I'm the author of Millennial Boom, which is the book co-authored with Dr. Hans Finzel, which is helping millennials and boomers thrive in life and work. And coming from the ag industry, it's got a lot of stories about the ag industry, me growing up in ag, and Hans's leadership coming from 30 years in ministry of how we kind of put these things together. So that's very cool to hear. So I'm glad you brought up the millennials and the baby boomers. Um, a lot of our companies today are ran by baby boomers and they're fourth generation farmers and new people coming into the industry. So it's good to know. Please support all of your team members, uh, millennials, mm -hmm. boomers, Xers, Gen Z, all of them. So um, please, all working, living, thriving generations. So great, uh, great feedback there. So mm -hmm. um, here's a question for you, though. And I asked a couple others. So what's your favorite thing and what's your least favorite thing about this virtual summit? The best part of it is the building a booth, <laughs> much easier, much uh, nicer, much virtual. I love the fact that all of a sudden you look beautiful without having to spend mm, so many thousands of dollars. That, that's one of the things I like very much. The least one, oh gosh, I don't see body language while you're walking the hallway. That body language tells you who kind of want to talk with you, don't want to talk to you, like you, kind of don't like you. That, that body language is important for me. I agree because there's a lot of times I could be walking through and I used to have this huge beard uh, down to the middle of my chest and you would get people that would just come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I like your beard or oh, that's a crazy beard. And obviously, I mean, no one would know if I had a shaved beard or not unless they've seen me in some of the, uh, the breakout sessions or the workshops. But yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. There's that, that cue, that verbal body language, that human-to-human -human interaction, which I talked about earlier in the cast, is that we crave human-to-human -human interaction. And now we're just doing it a different way. We're doing it virtually through Zoom. So I agree with you. 
that, that doesn't mean that we cannot get to a point where we will adapt to the new situation, meaning I've been wanting for the last two days to jump on the, to jump on the site and then I realized I don't have anybody on the other side per se you know what i mean i don't have a human to talk so eventually hopefully it will evolve where you can actually turn on the camera and be with the person so you're able to talk in seconds i say let's say you're walking by and i click in and you open and it's not a chat it's an actual camera you and me and so maybe that'll help us do that more of a human touch uh, or human contact um and so hopefully this platform will evolve to that uh, for sure. And I talked about that in some of the other interviews. You're right on um, some of the same things are being said. Because even myself, if I was going to send you a message or Paola a message, I'd rather it be a video message. I'd rather, you know, instead of me having to type and wait for it to get mail back, like even this call, we were waiting to get on this call. It's just like, it could have been so much interactive if you were just press a button, the video message says, uh, Martha Montoya would like to video message you, boom, enter. You could have been recording in the platform and a lot of different things. But I think it's going to take time before we mm -hmm. get there. It's going to take time. So listen, before we, before we move on, what are some opportunities that you can provide to some of the attendees that are at the United Fresh virtual show this week? I would say the webinars are really also very well. That's another good part of this, that this, the webinars, we have amazing quality speakers, but more important quality attendees, because we can jump in seconds into a seminar versus the other way you're running around looking for some for a seminar and you bump into somebody and then you can go to the seminar because you will stay with the person. So I think that the, the, the attendance to the webinars have been good. And it's good because these people sacrifice a little bit of their time to prepare for a webinar or a seminar or however you call it. And and, very, and sometimes you don't have that the, the attendance because we're running around the whole show. So I've seen a, a, a high attendance to the to the webinars, and that's good. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of participants. And one of them, I uh, here on some of the workshops, we don't get to see everybody, so I don't know mm -hmm. the actual attendees. But yeah, and some of them that the receptions or the general sessions, I saw up to 195 people in some of these seven pages of Zoom calls or Zoom mm -hmm. sheets. So yeah, I mean, it is very interesting how it's going. I do think the workshops are very valuable. There was a lot of good ones today. So listen, mm -hmm. if you have not checked out Ag Tools, you gotta check out their booth. Paola is awesome. She'll probably reach out to you within five minutes of you jumping on their booth. <laughs> I I'm telling you, so she's got her badges and messages. I guarantee you right now. But please check out Ag Tools. And Martha, I appreciate you coming on the line today and chatting with us on the Produce Industry Podcast. And thank you so much for having a voice for all of us out there. It was great to hear from Martha Montoya from Ag Tools. Again, stop by her booth and check what they have to offer out to the ag industry. So beyond this, think about it. What time is it in the day today? What time is it for you? I'm on Eastern Standard or Eastern Daylight Time. So we are rolling into the receptions at this point. I've been doing interviews and lobbying with being in the lobby all day with everybody. So now we're going into the reception, which is gonna be organics reception and the young professionals reception. So there's going to be breakout sessions. There's going to be good talk, good mingling, and good folks to meet that you have not met before. So I encourage you to go into these, have your drink ready because that's what they're out. It's a virtual happy hour and reception. Don't think it's not, okay? Just because I said there wasn't a hangover this morning doesn't mean there can't be one tomorrow. Listen, we can up things every single day from here on out. 
So listen, join these sessions, join these receptions, learn each other. I'm going to tell you one thing. Um, there are people here that I've never even seen before. So during this virtual session, we've been open to learning and seeing new people. Because there's a lot of people that I've never seen uh, at the show, right? But there's a lot of the normal faces that you see at the show, right? So I started comparing that and going, wait a minute. How many people are actually new contacts here that I could possibly get involved with or possibly start reaching out to to learn more about? I mean, you got to really think about that and think about how you're going to use a lot of this to your advantage. So I also told you I was going to get you some information about United Fresh. Mary Coppola reached out to me and we had a couple good questions and exchanges going back and forth. And I asked her, I said, listen, would you be interested to provide some information? And as of how many attendees have been online at one time, you know, how many countries and um, what is the average over the last three days of current attendees? Well, let's hear it direct from United Fresh. Quoting Mary, she said, currently more than 11,000 users are registered for the United Fresh live platform. Uh, they are seeing an average of 6,000 online users per day, split between about 2,300 exhibitors and the balance of attendees, which makes sense if you go to the numbers that I've been providing at about 1,800 users on throughout the day. And those numbers are probably going in sync, out of sync, building in new people and out of people. So it's not the same 18, 1,900 people on, it's different 2,000 people on there. So good numbers and good to know. So they also said the course changes per day and per hour with the expo power hours along with education networks. Um, they said more than 75 countries are represented. They were excited to see that New Zealand came on board as well for the women in breakout session, the women in produce breakout session. So these are some good numbers to know. So they seem accurate based on how I've been following the show. And I've been online almost the entire time. I told my wife the other day, I go, it's going to be interesting when United Fresh looks at all the people that were actually online. And I've been shutting mine off when I go to sleep at night. I'm logging off. But I've probably been on from you know 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time all the way till probably 6, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, just going through it and understanding the concepts and how it works. So again, great numbers, great ideas, and tomorrow we're going to have United Fresh on because they want to help and how we can be proactive on the website. So we're going to give five quick tips to the audience on how better to navigate the site. So we'll see you tomorrow for United Fresh Day 4, June 18th, 2020. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.